This October, Overwatch 2 arrives. I'm going to give you a rundown on what to expect from the new free-to-play, team-based shooter game. There are a ton of epic heroes to play, each with their own unique abilities, personalities, and roles. Charge into battle as a guerrilla scientist, take aim as a cybernetic super soldier, or heal up your team as a rollerblading DJ. No matter what mode you play, work together to get that dub. Overwatch 2, free to play October 4th. On a beautiful run through the park on a pleasant day, you can easily get lost. No, no, no! She didn't kill him. Huh? In your true crime podcast. It was the pool guy. So obvious. Whatever motivates you works for us. It's all about letting your run be your run. And Brooks is here for every runner, doing the research and sweating the details to create gear that works for you. It's your run. Brooks, run happy. Hello and welcome to the Ice Guys, brought to you by the Hockey Podcast Network. This is the show that takes you to the world of the National Hockey League. Every game, every day, from a sports betting perspective. With pro handicappers Alex B. Smith, Andrew McKinnis, and Ian Cameron, and veteran sports writer Jimmy Murphy. And now, here's your host, Ian Cameron. Welcome to the Ice Guys, presented by the Hockey Podcast Network, Sunday, December 19th, Ian Cameron. It'll be me solo today on this Sunday edition of the show, ready to break down well what's left of the Sunday NHL card. We've had another day uh, where the NHL schedule has been marred uh, by postponements, uh, and we have that once again here in this game uh, between uh, or in this on this Sunday card for December 19th. Four games postponed, Nashville, Carolina, Boston, Ottawa, Toronto, Seattle, Arizona, Vancouver. Toronto and Vancouver may or may not have any games before the holidays. We know that uh, Boston and uh, Nashville, both of those teams have had their games paused until after the holidays. So uh, it is unfortunate what we're seeing here. Of course, the game, the, the league impacted. And Jimmy Murphy was on top of this throughout the day yesterday on Twitter mentioning that everything is on the table at the moment for the NHL. More postponements and the possibility of a league-wide shutdown. The NHL was hesitant to go down that path, but now I think when they see what's going on daily, I mean, even in the game with Washington, and we'll get to it, they play the uh, LA Kings tonight. You know, now it's Nicholas Backstrom in COVID protocol, or sorry, TJ Oshie, rather. I mean, so it is just one player after another uh, being impacted right now by uh, the COVID-19 issues that are ongoing. Uh, and the NHL is certainly now, for the first time, considering maybe shutting down the league for a week, two weeks, whatever the case may be. We'll see if they end up going through with it, but certainly a possibility uh, as of right now. No question about that. So it'll be interesting to see how things unfold. Again, this sucks. It's not anything we want to see, uh, but we just got to make the best of it in a very uh, difficult uh, time right now uh, for really every sports league. And it's a headache trying to figure out who's going to be playing uh, in all these games on a daily basis. But uh, we do the best we can. And that's the one thing that I'm proud of with uh, me and Alex and uh, Jimmy and Andrew. You know, all four of us, we do our best to uh, give you up-to-date information. We really do our uh, due diligence and really make a point of it to stay uh, on top uh, of every single news item, player personnel situation, so that we can give you good info on the show. And it's not always been easy to do that the last uh, several days. But uh, no question, uh, 
challenging to say the least. But uh, quickly on last night's games before we get into today's games, of course, yesterday's card was a lot shorter uh, because of all the postponements. Uh, the Ottawa Senators lose 4-3 to Philly. That was disappointing. They had a 3-2 lead, really fluke goal, uh, ties the game for the Flyers, and then they win it with Sandheim's uh, overtime uh, game-winning goal, 4-3. Flyers come back to beat the Sens. The game did go over the total, so at least we split, for me at least, in that game. Uh, I don't know. I'm, that might be. Uh, I, I give Carolina all the credit in the world. That's two games in a row against Detroit and L.A., shorthanded, riddled with key absences, including uh, two of their top forwards, if not their two top forwards, Andrei Svechnikov and Sebastian Ajo, and no problem whatsoever. They overcome it with a 5-1 to one victory over the L.A. Kings. Uh, Detroit with a 5-2 win over New Jersey. I like the over in that game. It cashes. Uh, Chicago with a 4-3 overtime loss to Dallas. Uh, a very chippy affair, of course. Our thoughts and, and well wishes go to Tanner Kiro and the just awful hit he took and uh, in that game. It wasn't an awful hit, to be honest with you. It was just an awful, uh, you know, the, the uh, result of the hit, I guess you could say, is what was awful. And you could see he was uh, uh, down on the ice for a long period of time, needed to be helped out on a stretcher. Very scary scene there for Tanner Kiro with the uh, Dallas Stars uh, taking that hit uh, in that game. Now, there's going to be a lot of people up in arms that, hey, dirty play, can't have that in hockey. That's not really a dirty hit. I'm sorry, it's not. People are going to look at that that watched hockey since the 80s, and I'm one of those people. Like, obviously, I was just a little kid at that time. But they're going to look at that and say, that's just good, hard, clean hockey, that hit on Tanner Kiro last night. But And and unfortunately for Kiro, and you hate to see the uh, – again, the result of the hit was awful. We hate to see that, what, that, what Brett Connolly for the Chicago Blackhawks ended up doing. It definitely was interference. There's no doubt the puck was nowhere near the area of where that hit took place. There is no denying that whatsoever. But he had his head down. He didn't raise his elbow. He didn't target the head. You know, it was not the dirtiest hit I've ever seen. And to see some people react to it like it was, you know, yeah, it's again, I think it's because of the reaction or because of the result of the hit. He's down on the ice. He's not moving. And the referees felt compelled to give a five-minute major to Brett Connolly in a game misconduct. Uh, and to me, I don't think I would have gone that far because really it was a hard hit. It was it was a very hard hit, but there was nothing dirty. There was nothing malicious about it. He had his, his head down a little bit. He the main point of uh, contact was below the head, below the neck area. I mean, at some point here, um, it's walking a fine line where pretty soon hockey's going to become flag football. You know, it's like tackle football becomes flag football. That's what we're getting to. You got to be careful. We can't completely take out the hard good, solid, physical uh, component of this game out of here, uh, in my opinion. And, you know, if you're going to crack down on hits like that too much, then you're going to be walking down that road where pretty soon, you know what, just take body checking out of the game. Just take it out, you know, at this point. If if, if you're going to have a really big problem with the hit we saw from Brett Connolly last night. And the problem that the refs had was they penalized that Connolly hit based on the result of the hit not the actual hit itself. Because I guarantee you, if that hit happens, Kiro goes down, gets back up two seconds later, there's no way he's getting a five in the game. No way. I guarantee you that right now. There's no way. There is no way that is happening. 
this is definitely that was definitely a penalty call that was made based on the result. And the result was this guy's lying motionless on the ice. He's going to need to be probably taken to the hospital out on a stretcher. That was it, it looks serious. We got to give this guy a 5 minute major and throw him out of the game. That I don't agree with. You cannot penalize based on the result of the hit. You know, you just can't at this point in time. So um, that's the problem here I have. I, obviously, we hate to see Kiro in that spot, you know, where he's uh, obviously in a great amount of d- distress, uh, had to be taken to the hospital. You saw, obviously, the emotional reaction for Joe Pavelski. But you, the more you watch that hit there, you know, I've seen way worse than that. I've seen guys running across the ice over the middle of the ice and hitting them elbow to the head, you know. So that was not, to me, uh, you know, uh, the worst hit I've ever seen by Brett Connolly last night. I've seen far worse than that. The result was bad. You don't like to see that he was motionless, but I've seen worse than that. And I don't like that the referee said, you know what, this guy's motionless on the ice right now. Obviously, it had to have been a dirty hit, a cheap hit. We're going to give Brett Connolly five-minute major in a game misconduct. When clearly, if that hit happens and Kiro's back on his feet two seconds later, they're probably just giving him a two-minute interference penalty. I mean, come on! Uh, it's like, like, let, let's let, let's be serious here. That's what would have happened. That's what would have happened if he gets up right away. Tanner Kiro, after that hit, they're not giving a five in a game. I'm sorry that that's that's just not happening if he's getting up right away. So, you know, that's why this it's frustrating. It's frustrating that it's one hit to the next. You don't know how this thing is going to be uh, regulated, and, and that's the uh, concern that I've got. But. Uh, Nevertheless, uh, when the game continued, Dallas got the win uh, 4-3 in overtime against the uh, Chicago Blackhawks. Uh, Disappointing because Alex and I took a piece of the big underdog there, Chicago. Uh, They battled back after falling behind 2-0 but lost in overtime 4-3. And then the late game was uh, Edmonton-Seattle. Credit to Edmonton. They got behind 2-0 early, uh, rallied back for a 5-3 victory. Keep an eye on Warren Fogle. You know, I remember t- taking a goal scorer prop with him recently for Edmonton. And I'm like, this guy's overdue to start scoring. This was a good forward, good player for Carolina last year. Uh, a guy that's capable of scoring, you know, 15, 20 goals in a season. And uh, definitely um, a situation where he knew eventually he's going to find his footing here in Edmonton. He's going to get some offense going and certainly did that last night for the Edmonton Oilers. So he might be someone you want to look for moving forward in terms of goal scorer prop. Uh, with uh, Warren Fogle uh, moving forward because he finally got off the schneid, got on a uh, two goals last night in the victory for the Oilers and a pretty solid win. And Stuart Skinner, give him credit. Not a great start. That was a terrible first goal. Uh, you you got to call it like we see it. That was a brutal goal to give up. The first goal, he's got to stop that for Seattle last night. But after that, he played a lot better. Uh, when Seattle was up 2 nothing, made a couple key saves to keep the uh, uh, Oilers in the game. And then sure enough, 5-3. Uh, in this, uh, uh, they come back and get the win 5-3 over Seattle. Seattle struggles continue, and Edmonton now two wins in a row for them after that uh, tough losing streak. Uh, all right, so that was yesterday. Uh, let's turn the, our attention to Sunday. We've got four games uh, on Sunday's NHL card. We'll start with the Vegas Golden Knights and the New York Islanders. Uh, the Islanders minus 135 to minus 140, uh, road favorites, five and a half uh, to the under in this game. I'm not going to get involved in this game from a side or from a totals perspective for that matter. 
Uh, certainly, I don't want to go against Vegas. They're playing great, eight, uh, seven and one, their last eight games. Uh, they've won every game on this road trip so far, 4-1 against Boston, 5-3 against New Jersey, 3-2 in a shootout against the Rangers. But I will admit, this is a little bit of a, a dubious spot. Third road game in four nights. It's the fourth road game in six night, six days here for the uh, Vegas Golden Knights on this road trip. And it's the end of the road trip. They've won every game. You know what that's like. Sometimes you just don't have a good finish to the... You've already got a winning road trip under your belt here with the three wins against the Bruins, the Devils, and the Rangers. I don't love the spot at all, to be honest with you, for Vegas today. Uh, I, I, I just don't. I could see them falling short here and, and just, you know, looking forward to getting home. We are close to the holidays after all. And when you get these games within a week of Christmas, I think the excitement to get home is even more uh, pre prevalent for a lot of these teams. And for the New York Islanders, they beat Boston 3-1. Certainly a scheduling advantage for them. They've been off for two days since that game against the Bruins, so they should be rested. They should be the fresher team. I think they will be the fresher team here uh, in this game. Uh, like I say, Vegas is just playing so well. I, I don't know if I can pull the trigger, but I would only take the Islanders here as home underdogs. I think there's good value with them uh, in this spot. Uh, plus 120. I hate this situation for Vegas. It's their third road game in four nights, their fourth road game in six nights. They've already got a 3-0 and road trip under their belt. Yeah, they'd want to go 4-0 on the road trip, but even if they lose this game and they know it, you know, they end up three and one. It's still been a very successful road trip for them, uh, and they get to go back home uh, for the next game. So it's just a clear situational spot for the New York Islanders. And, you know, this still is a capable hockey team. Uh, we, uh, the problem is for the Islanders, the counter argument is can they string two wins together? They've not been able to do that. They beat Ottawa. They lost to Nashville the next time out. They beat New Jersey. They lost to Detroit the next time out. They beat Boston in their last game. Can they finally put a, a, a string of wins together? Uh, the New York Islanders. That's going to be the question uh, coming in uh, to this game. But uh, I'll tell you right now, uh, the, the Islanders, it sets up well for them. I lean New York Islanders here. Not betting the game, but I definitely lean New York Islanders. You can get plus 120, plus 125 uh, with them as home underdogs. All right, St. Louis and Winnipeg. We got Winnipeg minus 140, uh, home favorites, five and a half the total uh, in this game. Uh, the Blues just continue to keep playing some pretty good hockey for the most part, winning games, uh, for the most part, uh, they've won uh, four, uh, five of their last six, 4-1 uh, win against back-to-back uh, 4-1 -back wins uh, over the Dallas Stars uh, in their last two games. The only loss was in overtime against Anaheim. Uh, so it's been a good run for the uh, St. Louis Blues. They're starting to, and, and they're still actually very much without some key personnel up front. Braden Shen, Robert Thomas, David Perron, uh, Jordan Cairo. Uh, all out. Although there is now a chance with the upper body injury for Jordan Cairo that he actually might be able to return for this uh, Sunday afternoon game against the Winnipeg Jets. So uh, keep an eye on that. Uh, you might be able to see Cairo back on the ice and in the lineup. And obviously one of the bigger offensive uh, forces up front for the Blues if he does play uh, in this game. Now the Blues have gone to the under in four straight games, which is surprising. They've scored goal. They've scored four goals in three of the games. Really, the reason they've gone under is because it's been a simply stellar run of goaltending unexpectedly from Charlie Lindgren, of all people. Uh, and we got to give him his, his due. I mean, he's played well uh, in between the pipes for the uh, St. Louis Blues. Uh, but Jordan Binnington is, I believe, ready to return, or he's at least been removed from uh, COVID protocol for the uh, St. Louis Blues. And he is available to start for Craig Berube uh, uh, and the St. Louis Blues in this game. 
Uh, and will they give him the start is the question. Because, look, Lindgren's actually played pretty well. They won, of course, both games against Dallas, and he gave up just one goal in each game. Or do you get Jordan Bennington back in there because he's cleared COVID protocol? Uh, he hasn't played since uh, early December. Uh, will he get the first start in a few weeks for the Blues today? I think there's a chance. And certainly right now, a lot of websites have Jordan Bennington listed as the uh, projected goalie. Uh, and we'll have to see if that's indeed the case. If it is him, I don't think I like St. Louis as much. I don't like St. Louis anyway in this spot. I like this way this sets up for Winnipeg. Look, Friday was a day of chaos for the Winnipeg Jets. They walk into work, all the players, Friday morning. They find out Paul Maurice has suddenly resigned. It was like a two-by-four upside the head. You saw the reactions from Cop and Lowry and Shifley and Morrissey uh, in the press conferences on Friday. That looked like the thousand-mile stare. That looked like the, they've seen a ghost. They, they were really stunned by what transpired, that Paul Maurice just suddenly stepped down as head coach. And Friday was a day of chaos. Like I said, Dave Lowry suddenly takes over as the interim coach. He doesn't even get to practice with the team a whole lot. They're playing the same night. And it just things were to totally out of whack for Winnipeg. And they ended up losing, of course, to the Washington Capitals. But they were had a full practice yesterday. And yes, yeah, Saturday practices don't always happen. But they had their first full practice yesterday with Dave Lowry. I think that helps them. You know, he gets his systems in place. He wants them to play with lightning pace. You know, he said that Adam Lowry said it. If you know my dad, you know, he wants to play fast. He wants the transition game to get going. He wants the puck moving north, south, not east, west. You know, he wants basically that offensive zone time and aggression in the offensive zone at all times. And I thought Winnipeg played that way uh, against Washington, but they just weren't sharp in their execution. They had a bunch of good looks, I thought, uh, at the Washington net around Vanacek in that game, but they just didn't do a good enough job finishing off those chances. I think the practice will help. Uh, they got a game under their belt now with the interim coach, Dave Lowry. I think he'll be more comfortable behind the bench now, his second game. I think the team on the ice will be more comfortable around him. And, and let's keep in mind with the St. Louis Blues, this team has still done most of their uh, damage at home. This has not been a great team away from St. Louis. The Blues are just 6-8. and eight. Uh, on the road this year, whereas the Jets have been better at home. They have a winning home record. I like the way this sets up for Winnipeg today. I like Winnipeg minus 135 uh, in this game. That will be a bet. And I really like the over as well. Uh, five and a half minus 120. You get a five and a half. You already know the Jets want to be a fast transition team. They want to generate offense. They want to move the puck quickly. Uh, all those buzzwords that we've heard from Dave Lowry. Uh, the, and a lot of the players the last couple of days, uh, I think you'll see uh, the Jets try to play that way. They've trended to the over at home this year uh, as well. I cashed a ticket with Washington and Winnipeg uh, over the total uh, on Friday night uh, in that game, which ended 5-2 Capitals. So I think we'll go over the total as well. Uh, I like that even more than the side, actually, the over. Uh, and I think it'll be a, an even stronger play if Bennington's in net because he hasn't played in weeks. You may not see him all that sharp. Uh, at his best first start in a very long time. Of course, they could go with the hot hand and Lindgren, who's been very good. And even if it is Lindgren, I still like the over because Lindgren's not going to keep this up. You think Lindgren is going to give up two goals or less in every start the rest of the season? No, absolutely not. You know, at some point, there's going to be a leveling off with his play. Let's keep in mind, this guy's been a journeyman backup goalie his whole career. He's been in the AHL for a lot of his career. At some point, the uh, bottom will fall out. 
uh, for Charlie Lindgren. So I like the over five and a half, minus 120. And I also like Winnipeg here, minus 135. All right, Los Angeles, Washington. We've got uh, Washington minus 170, uh, home favorites, five and a half, the total in this game. Tough spot for the Kings. I mean, they're off the uh, 5-1 loss to Carolina. Second of back-to-back games on the road here, taking on this Washington Capitals team. Um, and the LA Kings actually do have one more road game after this. They go to Vegas on December 23rd. So it's a weird scheduling spot. This is the end of the Eastern portion of their road trip. And then they go to Vegas uh, on Thursday uh, for their, actually, no, they go home, sorry, against Edmonton, uh, December 22nd on Wednesday. So this is the last home game or the last road game, I should say, uh, of this Eastern road trip. Then they go home to Edmonton for one game. And then they're in Vegas the next night. So that's the schedule for LA. I don't love backing teams the end of a road trip, especially second night of back-to-back games for the Kings. Probably we'll see Cal Peterson uh, in net tonight. Possibly, I should say, but actually you won't because I think he uh, is still on the, uh, he might be on the COVID list right now for the uh, LA Kings. Yes, he entered protocol yesterday uh, for the uh, LA Kings. So yeah, he won't be available uh, to Los Angeles here uh, in this game today. So now all of a sudden you're in a tricky spot. You've got obviously the uh, older goalie and Jonathan Quick, who's had a very good, not his best night last night, but he still had a very uh, good season overall. You have to either start him uh, on the second night of back-to-back games with Cal Peterson in COVID protocol, or you got to go to either Jacob Ingham or Garrett Sparks. And Garrett Sparks is a guy that's played in the NHL before. Remember, he was with the Leaf organization a few years ago in Toronto, and he ended up playing some games in the NHL, mostly in the AHL, but he did have a few NHL starts as well. Uh, When you look at his uh, AHL numbers, 3.23 goals against 894 save percentage for Garrett Sparks in the AHL level this year. That's a little bit of trouble. That's a little tricky to trust. And then Jacob Ingham, the 21-year-old goalie, he's actually, this is equivalent to being called up from single A or double A baseball to the major leagues, what they're doing with Jacob Ingham. He's being called up from the ECHL, the East Coast Hockey League, all the way up to the LA Kings here at the NHL level for this game. So either way, you're going to look at maybe a dubious option uh, in terms of who's going to be in net for this game for the uh, Kings. So uh, at the end of a road trip, you know, I would lean Capitals team total in this one. It's three and a half. You can get that at a plus price pretty much at every book. You can get plus 120. You can get pretty good price with that here. The one concern, though, for the Capitals is, you know, from offensively speaking, you know, Backstrom's on COVID protocol now uh, for the Capitals, or uh, uh, he's in COVID protocol, so he will he'll be out. T.J. Oshie, you know, another one of their top forwards, he's in COVID protocol now and won't play against the Kings tonight. Tom Wilson's still day to day. Kuznetsov for the uh, Capitals as well as in COVID protocol. Tom Wilson's been battling the upper body injury. He may not be in the lineup tonight for Washington, so. We'll see. Uh, but the problem for Washington is, even though I like that team total over, they've got a lot of their key parts offensively not potentially in the lineup and on the ice tonight. Kuznetsov, Backstrom, Oshie. Will we see Wilson? You know, And that is a little bit of a concern for me in this game. So I lean to the Washington team total, but I feel I don't want to push it. Uh, it probably won't be something I bet, but certainly there's concerns with the Kings. At the end of a road trip, second of back-to-back, might have to throw in a goalie that's coming right up from the ECHL in Ingham or a goalie in Garrett Sparks that's really got poor numbers at the AHL level this year. So that doesn't bode well for success. So uh, Washington team total over would be the lean. I do want to pass along that Alex B. Smith 
Uh, even though he's not on the show today, he does have one play, and it's Washington first period puck line, minus a half, plus 150. Uh, that is Alex B. Smith's bet on this Kings-Capitals game. Uh, Alex likes Washington first period puck line, minus a half, plus 150. Uh, in this game, uh, expecting that the Capitals could jump uh, on the LA Kings early uh, in this game. All right, Pittsburgh, New Jersey, the final game on this Sunday slate. We've got Pittsburgh minus 195 to minus 200 uh, road favorites. The total was five and a half. It's been bet up to six here uh, in this game. Um, we'll have to see how it transpires. The New Jersey Devils last night, a 5-2 loss to the Detroit Red Wings. And to be quite honest with you, the 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 the, the Devils are in a tough spot right now with their goaltending. They've got to go with either Akira Schmid, who got the uh, goalie, uh, got the assignment last night uh, and wasn't overly great in that game uh, for the uh, Devils. Uh, and look, he, uh, he either go with him or you go with John Gillies, you know, who just recently got picked up from the uh, St. Louis Blues. And that that's your options right now in terms of your goaltending because they've got Mackenzie Blackwood, uh, obviously uh, dealing with a neck injury, uh, he didn't wasn't available to play last night, and he's questionable at best for tonight against Pittsburgh with that neck injury. And Jonathan Bernier is still on the IR, so you're looking at you got to play either Akira Schmidt on the second of back to back games, or you got to give John Gillies the start. Either way, you've got some weaker and inexperienced goalie uh, situation here for the Devils going into this game. As far as Pittsburgh is concerned, we obviously see how this team's playing. Uh, continue to find ways to win. Not pretty against Buffalo. Uh, the other night, but a 3-2 win in overtime. Uh, that's their sixth straight win. Uh, I'm not going to really overcomplicate this uh, too much. Uh, Pittsburgh certainly is the rested team. They did, had the day off yesterday. You've got the Devils returning home from playing in Detroit last night with a very dubious goaltending situation and a Devils squad that, quite frankly, is struggling mightily. One and nine for the New Jersey Devils uh, in their last 10 games. So they've really had a tough time. I'm going to go with Pittsburgh in regulation here, minus 120 uh, in this game. I just think they get the job done. They're playing well. New Jersey's lacking confidence right now. They've got question marks in goal uh, coming into the, tonight for this game. So uh, Pittsburgh minus 120 regulation. We'll go with that and expect the Penguins to uh, get the job done here uh, within 60 minutes. Uh, all right. And yeah, uh, some uh, Melissa's mentioning it in the chat. I wouldn't talk you out of first period puck line either uh, with the Penguins in this game, kind of like what Alex is doing with Washington uh, in this game. Maybe they jump on the Devils early in the game after the Devils played in Detroit last night. Again, uh, Pittsburgh is minus a half, plus 140 uh, for that first period puck line if you are uh, interested uh, in betting that. All right, that is the Sunday NHL card. Uh, before we wrap up, we want to remind you about DraftKings Sportsbook, official sports betting partner of the NFL and NHL, and of course, a great partner here for not only the Ice Guys, but the Hockey Podcast Network as well. And we want to remind you, especially on an NFL Sunday, that you can be a winner with DraftKings Sportsbook uh, by betting just $1. That's right, new customers who bet just $1 on any NFL team to score a point today can win $100 in free bets. It's that simple. If DraftKings Sportsbook isn't available in your state, you can still play for huge cash prizes all season long with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Sports Contests. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN. 
Bet $1 on any NFL team to score and win $100 in free bets. If they score, you score with promo code THPN. This week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL and NHL. Must be 21 years of age or older. Must reside in a DraftKings Sportsbook state. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Sign up for an account and use the promo code THPN. All right, time for best bets now to wrap up this Sunday edition of the show. And I think I kind of hinted it earlier in the show. Clearly one of my favorite bet today was on this four-game card. It's St. Louis, Winnipeg, over five and a half, minus 120. Dave Lowry wants them to play fast. The players are talking about, we want to play fast, play with the puck, be aggressive in the offensive zone. And look, they played a a high-tempo, a fast-paced game the other night. That was good pace. Both teams got a lot of chances in the Washington-Winnipeg game the other night, that first game with Lowry uh, as the interim head coach. 5-2, the game went over the total. I think we see more of the same here. Uh, whether it's Lindgren in net, whether it's Binnington in net, really doesn't matter to me. I think St. Louis can find the back of the net, and I certainly think Winnipeg, well, I like the Winnipeg side as well, but I like the total even more worthy of best bet material for Sunday. We'll go with St. Louis-Winnipeg, over five and a half, minus 120. Uh, that'll be my best bet for this Sunday uh, NHL card. That'll wrap up this edition uh, of the Ice Guys. We thank everybody uh, in the chat for joining us. Hit the like button if you're watching on YouTube. Uh, we appreciate that. A reminder, the Ice Guys is live seven days a week, Monday to Friday, 2 p.m. Eastern, Saturday and Sunday, noon Eastern. If you can't watch the show live, download the Ice Guys podcast in audio form on all major podcast platforms, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and iHeartRadio. Download the Ice Guys podcast when you can't watch the show live. I'm Ian Cameron. Thanks for watching. Have a great Sunday. Enjoy the games and good luck, whether it's NFL, NHL. Enjoy the Sunday action in the sports world. Enjoy the games and good luck. And we will talk to you again tomorrow on Monday for another edition of the Ice Guys presented by the Hockey Podcast Network.